Welcome to The Whole Truth with Jill Rosenzweig, a podcast which endeavors to expose the truth behind legal stories that are distorted by mainstream media. And now, here's your host, passionate truth seeker and veteran attorney, Jill Rosenzweig. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Whole Truth with Jill Rosenzweig. I'm your host, Jill Rosenzweig. And this week, I'm going to talk with you about something that is pretty much one of the only things that anyone is thinking about right now. And that has to do with the coronavirus. And I'm not going to talk about the coronavirus itself. I think all of you have probably heard plenty about that. But I wanted to talk to you about something that is somewhat of a result of the fact that there is the coronavirus going around. And that has to do with price gouging. And basically, if any of you have tried to buy items on Amazon, I'm sure other sites as well, but especially, I guess, because I always shop on Amazon, I've noticed that the prices for things like antibacterial soap, hand sanitizer, masks in particular, the prices have gone up in some instances, by hundreds of dollars for items that are normally sold for very little money. And that is something that is called price gouging. And that is illegal. In most parts of the country, there are laws that apply to situations like this. And I want to just talk to you about what that means and why it's not okay for these companies to be raising the prices of necessary items exponentially at this time. And so I'm going to concentrate specifically on the law that exists in California. And that's just because there are laws all over the country and I live in California. And so that's the law that I am most familiar with. But I would imagine wherever you live in the United States, there's probably a law that's in place And you can refer to the law in the state that you live in to see exactly what it says. But price gouging refers to the situation in which sellers try to take advantage of an emergency. And essentially, there's an emergency or some sort of natural disaster. And they hike up the price of necessary goods or services that people are desperately trying to get their hands on to take advantage of the fact that people are in this desperate state to obtain certain goods. And in California, once a state of emergency has been declared by the governor of California or the president, vendors are prohibited from raising the prices on goods or services by more than 10%. Uh, That's what the law is. So you can't jack the price up more than 10%. That's pursuant to Penal Code Section 396 in California, which you could look up. It's California's anti-price gouging statute, and it applies to certain major necessities. And so that would include lodging, food, emergency supplies such as water, flashlights, radios, batteries, candles, blankets, soap, diapers, toiletries, which is another issue right now is toiletries, which I'm sure you can see any of you that have gone to Costco will see that. There's basically nothing available at normal stores. And so then when you go to try to buy toiletries online, the prices are insane. And this also includes medical supplies such as prescription and non-prescription medications, bandages, gauze, uh, rubbing alcohol, antibacterial products. And it also applies to other goods and services, including home heating oil, 
building materials, gasoline and other motor fuels, and repair and reconstruction services. And this statute in California applies to 30 days after the state of emergency is declared, although it can be extended beyond that if the government feels that it's warranted. So for example, here with the coronavirus, my guess is that the time frame within which there will be prohibitions against price gouging will be extended beyond the 30 days because uh, my guess is at least that the situation will not be under control within 30 days of the state of emergency being declared. And so what is the penalty of violating the statute? I guess that's the main question, right? So violating the price gouging statute subjects the person to criminal prosecution that could result in one year imprisonment in county jail and or a fine of up to $10,000. And the person who violates the statute could also be subject to a civil enforcement action, including civil penalties of up to $5,000 per violation, as well as injunctive relief, which in plain English means that you could ask the court to order that the person stop raising their prices beyond the 10% limit, and also mandatory restitution, which means that the person who was sold a good for more than the allowable amount would get a reimbursement of the money that they paid beyond the amount that was reasonable. And so what this means is that the attorney general, as well as local district attorneys, will pursue these things from a criminal perspective And private individuals can also bring an action for violations of the statute so they could go to court and sue and try to get their money back as well as the civil penalties and injunctive relief as well. And so this is a topic because the attorney general just released a warning essentially telling people that they need to be very mindful of the fact that there is this anti-price gouging statute and that the attorney general is essentially noticing that people are engaging in this practice right now with these prices going up, particularly with respect to face masks and hand sanitizer. And so there was this warning that was issued to let people know that they need to stop doing this. And I know that Amazon is also accepting complaints from people with respect to specific vendors who are selling on Amazon at these insane prices. And Amazon is taking steps to remove those vendors from their website so that they can stop doing this. But the question that I have is this. The statute talks about how it's unlawful for a person, contractor, business, or other entity to sell or offer to sell any consumer good for more than 10% immediately following the declaration of an emergency. However, when they talk about 10% greater, it specifically talks about 10% greater than the price that was charged by that person for those same goods or services immediately prior to the proclamation or declaration of the state of emergency, right? So what this means in my mind is that the statute is talking about people who are in the business of selling certain goods and they have a certain price point that exists before the state of emergency is declared and then they jack up the price the minute they realize that people are desperate for that good or service, right? But what about people who 
go into the business of selling certain goods the minute there is a state of emergency and they realize that there is a need for that good. So I'll give you an example. There is someone on a Facebook group that I belong to in Los Angeles who the minute she realized that there was the coronavirus, she started amassing box after box of N95 masks. And she is on Facebook right now selling them for an extremely high price. She's advertising. She actually set up a new Facebook page for her quote unquote business that she only established after she realized that there was this need in place. And the question that I have is, If you have a person who was not in this business before and they then create this business after there's a state of emergency declared, are they subject to this statute? And that's something that would be very interesting. I don't think it's ever been litigated, but I could see someone like this person arguing that she is not subject to the statute because the statute specifically talks about people raising their prices from one price point to above 10% once they realize that there's this emergency and the good in question becomes an absolute necessity, which is covered by the statute. And so maybe she could say, I wasn't selling the good before, so this statute has nothing to do with me. And that would be really problematic because I think that when you look at the language of the law, and I've talked about this in other podcast episodes where we talk about the language of a law versus the spirit of the law. So the language of the law would be such that this woman would be able to argue that the statute does not apply to her, but the spirit of the law very much applies to her because the idea behind the statute is to prohibit people from taking advantage of people's desperation and their panic over needing certain goods or services when there's an emergency. And so that's something that I thought about when I saw what this woman was doing was whether or not she would be able to evade the language of the statute by arguing that she did not start this business and start selling these products until after there was a state of emergency that was declared. The one thing that I'll say is that I'm not exactly sure what the timing was of her selling these masks. It may have actually been before there was an official state of emergency declared in California, and that would actually make it even harder to go after her because I think she was selling the masks at a very high price before the state of emergency was declared, and so you could say, well, she didn't even raise her prices by anything. She had a high price from the very beginning, so she would not even qualify as having violated the statute because she didn't raise her prices by 10%. So that's the issue. I think that if the language actually said that no person can sell a necessity during a state of emergency for more than 10% of what it's normally sold for, regardless of whether or not that person has ever sold that good before, then that would be very different. But that's not what the statute says. And so it feels to me like the statute didn't exactly contemplate a person like that. And that's where I think there's a bit of a loophole within the statute itself that this woman and people like her could use to get around. And one of the things I want to talk about quickly is the counter-argument against these laws that are in place to penalize people for raising their prices when there's a disaster. And that is that some economists would argue that when you don't raise the prices when there's a state of emergency, that encourages hoarding because 
people can afford to buy a lot of the same good if the prices are not increased. And so then you have a situation where people are buying tons of hand sanitizer or tons of masks because they're so nervous about what's going on. And so economists would argue that if you do raise the prices, if anything, you're at least pushing back against that hoarding phenomenon that definitely happens and that we're seeing right now. We're actually seeing that. So some people would say that you should just leave things alone and not have government intervention and that supply and demand will take care of this. And if there's an increase in demand, then the prices will go up. And then there will be an increase in supply because the people that are manufacturing these goods will be incentivized to make more of them because they're making more money when they sell them. And maybe you want to encourage supply to go up because a lot of people need these things right now. So that's one of the counter arguments as to why people feel there should not be anti-price gouging laws. And the other thing is that in certain instances when there is a state of emergency, it becomes hazardous for certain businesses to be producing goods. And they may need to be incentivized to produce those goods because they're also facing certain risks that may not necessarily be there during other times. And so you want to encourage them to continue to make their products or to supply their services despite the fact that there are certain hazardous conditions. And so when you cap the price increase, you may be dissuading certain manufacturers or retailers from actually having these goods available, which then hurts everyone who wants these goods to be available. And so those are the counter arguments when it comes to price gouging. But for the most part, these anti-price gouging laws are in effect, and the government's attitude toward it is that you should not take advantage of people when there's a crisis and there are certain goods that they absolutely need. The one exception to the law is if the manufacturer or the retailer needs to raise prices beyond that 10% cap to account for certain increased costs, then that's okay. They can do that. But if they're just raising their prices because they realize that they can sell these things for basically whatever price they set because people are so desperate, that's when they're in violation of the law and they have to answer to that with certain civil and criminal penalties. And so those are my thoughts for today. Uh, This is just something that I am seeing going on right now, given what's going on with the coronavirus, and I wanted to address it. So if you're contemplating starting a business and selling masks, I think that you might want to look at the laws in your state and see what the language says. And I also think that it's good to know that if you see a company that's doing this and you're upset about it, you can report this to the attorney general, you can report this to your local DA, and you can certainly flag certain websites like Amazon if you see that someone's selling hand sanitizer for $100 a bottle, you do have certain options available to you. And when all of this settles down and you decide that you spent thousands of dollars more than you should have on certain products, you may actually have a claim that you could pursue in civil court. So these are just things that I think people should be aware of to be able to protect themselves and not allow themselves to be taken advantage of. And ultimately, all I have to say right now is please stay safe. I hope everyone that you know, your family, your loved ones is doing okay and wash your hands. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks. (laughs) 